All right. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Luke Burke of the Candidly Speaking Podcast. Today, we're going to do our first show on Get After It Fridays. Let's go. So let me tell you a little bit about Get Out There Fridays. So Get Out There Fridays is just me putting together all the motivation that I've gotten throughout the week and sharing it with everybody. So I just want to kind of go through this and uh, hopefully it'll motivate you to do some things to get out and and try to see some things a little different. Because I'm telling you, some of this stuff is life changing. It's small, but it's very good. So thank you for joining the show. Hope to check this out. But before we get into the show. I want to remind you guys to go back and watch episode 10 with Alex Morella. We talk about the psychology of what's going on today with the pandemic and people staying at home. But at the end of the day, we got a vaccine coming. Let's go. All right. Getting back to what I was just saying just now. So many people are down in this season but we have gotten to a point now to where there is a vaccine Um, so to me that is something to get excited about Um, the holiday season is always tough for people no matter what even before the pandemic some people have lost loved ones during this time so go out and encourage somebody okay go out and encourage somebody if you can go out and and pat somebody on the back virtually (laughs) and um you know just let people know that you're you're there for them you support them um you know just people people we all as people really need that and sometimes i think that's not um really advertised and talked about but we do need that so go out and do that for somebody so we'll be getting back to the activities that we love and in the meantime go love somebody go love 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 no room or time for hate and the hate that i'm talking about is not the stuff that we always talk about like oh he hating on me and stuff i'm talking about like real hate right like i'm talking about the stuff that weighs us down that hate that weighs us down that's the kind of hate i'm talking about all right so i'm going to set this stage we get after it friday by starting with one of my favorite scriptures that has motivated me over the years it has motivated me because, you know, we all go through, you know, our ups and our downs mentally. And this has really motivated me. So the scripture is uh, in the Bible and it's uh, Philippians chapter four, verses six to eight. And I will be reading the New International Version. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Okay. So what that really means for us is when when everything around you is looking like it's it's going on a downward spiral, even though it's going on that direction, you know, you got to try to look at the things that are good. OK, hey, well, I do have my health. Hey, you know, I do have this. I do have a job. I do have this. I do have that. You know, so if in this case, if it's your marriage is going down, okay, well, I do have these things. You know, if it's work not going so well, okay, I do have these things. You know, so celebrate those good things that you have in your life. So 
try not to take things for granted, right? If, the, if this pandemic has taught us anything is not to take things for granted. So just stay encouraged, keep going after it, keep getting after it. Um, just think on those, on, those, on those good things, okay? So the next thing I wanna kinda get into is kinda changing gears a little bit. Everybody knows one of my favorite coaches that I've quoted, he has so many great quotes, is um, John Wooden. And one of his, one of my favorite quotes of his, it hasn't changed after all these years because it resonated with me the first time I heard it. And, um, you know, and in, in basic form, it says, do not mistake activity for achievement. I think we've spent a lot of time at home during this pandemic and we've been watching social media and we've been looking at people's activities and we've been replacing them with achievements and then we've looked at our own lives and said hey well I'm not achieving anything because I'm not doing that we've done that and we have to get away from doing that so as I said before instead of looking at what other people are doing to be busy and activity and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with them posting a photo of them doing this or them you know hugging somebody or even meeting somebody there's just nothing wrong with that you know celebrate with them i should have brought up the ecclesiastes uh scripture that talks about you know mourn when others mourn have joy when they have joy um you know but maybe my next um get after it friday i'll i'll do that but you know so just don't compare what they're doing to what you're doing because their achievement is not the same as your achievement, okay? So for me, getting up, walking, and exercising could be an achievement for me. But for somebody else, that's just a minor thing, you know? So don't, don't compare, because everybody has different goals. Everybody sees things differently. Just because somebody is out in the Bahamas and you're in Ocean City, Maryland, that doesn't mean that what they have is necessarily better it just means that that's what they wanted to do. You're doing what you wanted to do to go to Ocean City. Enjoy that. Enjoy what you have there. Okay. I was talking to a friend last night and uh, we were just talking about grocery shopping and stuff. And uh, we were just comparing different grocery stores. And, you know, you might see somebody, and this is very simple. You might see somebody that shops at this grocery store and you're like, oh man, I got to Oh man, they they must be doing really good. They got they get to go to the expensive grocery store. I have to go to this. That's okay. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You have in that. You have groceries. Okay, I know that sounds silly, but you're thinking about the wrong thing if you're comparing what store you're getting your groceries from, right? So, and I'm not completely literal with that. And I, even though I know some people probably do it, I'm not completely literal with that. I'm just basically saying you're thinking about the wrong thing. Think about the good thing. Hey, I have groceries. Um, I always like to promote the program I Believe in Me run by uh, Jay Hill uh, here in Frederick because the things that they do for the community is amazing. They do some amazing, amazing work. Um, one of their slogans is, you know, they're hope dealers. And that's what they do, man. They, they unapologetically just give and give and give there's 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 nothing 
there's no, you, you, it's it's hard to even put into words some of the stuff that I see those uh, guys do that group um, that he's leading over there. Um, but you know, even if if that's the case, you know, be happy, be happy that something is in place for you. So we we tend to look at the wrong things, you know. We tend to look at the wrong things. Um, so today I'm going to give five things that I hope will help prepare you in these next critical months. Talking about critical months, man. I mean, back in September or August, even Dr. Fauci was saying we could reach 100,000 cases a day. And I think I just saw a stat where we hit 203,000 cases in one day. I don't know the math on that, but I know there's only about 300 million people in America. And I know that 200,000 a day, it only takes five days to get to a million people. Five days to get to a million people. So I'm sure there's some math in there that uh, somewhere around maybe, I I don't know. I, I mean, not saying that this would happen, but I mean, that's rapid. That's, that's quick, man. And, and, you know, people, I don't hear people fussing about masks much anymore, but not to get sidetracked in that. Um, masks aren't political, by the way, this is not a political show, but masks are not a political conversation. It's a health and safety issue, just like a lot of other things. But we, I will continue with my get after it Fridays. All right. So how do you get after it? All right. So I got five tips for you to get after it. Okay. You could take these tips in the next week. Maybe these things are better suited for a Monday or a Sunday, but you know what? I think in in the week and kind of reflecting on the week and then giving you some motivation for the next week is, is always good. So how do you get after it? All right. The first thing is, you know, let's, let's try not to be afraid. Okay. That's number one. Let's try not to be afraid all right try something new go and try something new it doesn't have to be anything crazy or extravagant um but the crazier probably the better you know um you've never been skydiving which is something i won't do um not real skydiving but maybe you'll go to the iFly and and jump out and do that thing right so try something try something new man you know forgive yourself too man you know the world the world understands this is one of the few times the world actually understands what everyone is going through as far as this whole pandemic thing right so it's the it's the first time that you know we kind of get a good understanding right um but you know just restart refresh your mind go try golf if you don't know how to swim go learn to swim you don't like hiking or you never been hiking, go hiking, go camping. That is one of my goals, actually, is to to do some real deal camping. Um, I don't know how real deal I want it to be. <laughs> you know, I always, um, you know, I always thought about going camping. Um, you know, I just don't know how real deal I want my camping to be. Do I want to actually sleep in some tents outside on the ground or do I want an RV? where I'm okay, I'm in the woods, but I can still be inside and I can still watch TV um, or not even just watch TV, just be, you know, not have to do all that stuff. <laughs> so try something new, man. Try, go, 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 go try something new. Uh, step number two or not step number two, but um, uh, point number two. Okay. 
set some high goals. Okay. Feel free to set high goals. I think we always get afraid to set high goals because we are like, oh, what if I don't meet my goals? Guess what? That's your goal. You're the only one responsible for that goal. You're the only one who can hold you accountable for that goal as far as this earth goes. You're the only one that can hold yourself accountable for that goal. Um, and that nobody, nobody else has control over that. If you don't reach it, you're not losing. Just try it again or try something else. It didn't work. You tried it. Speaking of that, I want to talk about this Nate Robinson thing real quick. I've, um, I've always been a fan of, of, of Nate Robinson. For those of you who are not familiar with Nate Robinson, you may be familiar with Nate Robinson now because that video circling around with him getting knocked out. I looked at that, man. That was brutal. It was brutal to watch, right? It was brutal to watch because Nate, it's just, just was brutal to watch because I just watched, I just saw Nate Robinson on, um, on the, uh, the knuckleheads podcast, uh, Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, uh, former NBA players, Los Angeles Clippers. Darius Miles was a beast coming out of high school. But anyway, um, I saw him on that show and he's from Washington and uh, he was supposed to play some football. So, you know, he's kind of got this different kind of grit to him, got this kind of different kind of toughness to him. And, um, you know, pandemic, you know, he tried boxing, you know, so he he got knocked out and, uh, you know, he set this goal. He, he said he was going to do it and he did it. You know, he got knocked out and so many people were down on him and I, I just couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand it. Like, you know, people laughing at him, joking at him. And yeah, it, it looked brutal. You know, I, I was I was concerned that, you know, I don't know. I haven't heard anything from him or heard anything about him from his publicist or his team or nothing. Um, but so many people were laughing at him and, and joking at him. And, you know, I talked to, com- you know, have conversations with people like he should have never done. I'm like, you know, he tried something, man. He tried something. He did exactly what I'm telling you here. He, he set a goal for himself and he went out and tried it. And that's more than a lot of people can say. So go out and try something new. I mean, if if nothing else, just take that example of Nate Robinson. He got knocked down, but I can guarantee you, I don't know the guy, but I can guarantee you that that won't be his last time. That's just my opinion. Unless something medically wrong has resulted from that because it, it looked really bad. But. If he's okay, I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back hard and he's coming back and he's going to try again. He's going to try again. So, you know, set high goals. All right. So the next thing, uh, number three is when you're down, try not to stay down for too long. And the reason why I said that when I first wrote this, I I thought, you know, stay down, you know, uh, don't stay down or try not to get down. And I was like, no, that's not really, that's not really, uh, that doesn't really make a lot of sense because we'll all get down, right? We can't say try not to get down because we'll all get down about something, right? The key is try not to stay down for too long, right? The goal every time you're down is to get back up. And it is very hard to get back up if you're constantly beating yourself up and putting yourself down. So how can you constantly get back up if you're constantly putting yourself down? There's enough people around you that will want to put you down. You don't need to be spending time putting yourself down. Okay. You have nothing to be ashamed of. One of my most valuable lessons in life have been 
that no matter how old you are, you will always encounter something that you've never encountered before. Always. Always. And sometimes, you know, we have to try and embrace where we are, love where we are, love what you have, be thankful and grateful and always strive to do more. But you don't always have the desire to have more, but you can always aspire to do more. Okay, and it's nothing wrong with wanting to have more. But again, this is get after it Friday. Let's go do more within our capacity. I don't mean extend your capacity. I don't mean stretch yourself thin. I mean, let's just do more. What does that mean? What does do more mean? Let's let's go volunteer, which is something that I've been wanting to do more of. You know, most of you who do know me personally know that I coach uh, basketball. And um, but I, I, you know, LeBron has this saying where it's, it's more than basketball. I truly believe that long before LeBron ever came out publicly saying a lot of us believe that basketball was more than just basketball but LeBron has done a great job of putting that in the forefront and articulating it to a point where people start to get it some don't get it because they don't want to get it but embrace where you are go do something do more don't stretch yourself thin just do more all right Point four, connect with people. I know that's a foreign thing, but connect to people. I have no, (laughs) I have no problem reaching out to people to connect with them. I have no problem. You know, we use the term networking, which is great. It's a great term. And I, I love the term because it's true. We are networking. We are building our network and we have to be intentional about building our network. You know how they say you'll be the average of the five people that you hang around. You know, I don't know how accurate that study is or that saying. Um, but I know that if you're around people who motivate you, who you know will lift you up and not intentionally bring you down, I know that that puts something within you. So if you can connect with those type of people, as a coach, I've reached out to all types of coaches. Some respond, some don't. And the ones that do respond, they're they're very straightforward and we talk we talk i got this idea uh back in 2016 i was at a coaching clinic up in cleveland 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 ohio and you know what let me say something about cleveland (laughs) before i went up to cleveland everybody was talking about oh man cleveland is such a bad man i enjoyed myself in cleveland i'm not a nightlife person I'm a family person. We do family activities, but I enjoyed my time in Cleveland. There was so much stuff there. Um, and that weekend, it just happened to be the NFL Hall of Fame game. So we were thinking about even going over to Canton to see if we can go and um, uh, go or the Hall of Fame induction, I think, ceremony. And I was like, man, that would be nice to just go out there. And then you, downtown, you had the Cleveland Browns. Uh, then you had the, the um, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that was the year LeBron came back, maybe, or that was the year they might have. I, I can't remember. That might have been the. Yeah. You know what? I think they won in 2016. So that was the year that LeBron won. But. They hadn't won yet because that was like in August of 2016. They hadn't won yet. 
And it was great because I got pictures of, you know, LeBron's, the big poster that they have up there, LeBron. So that was really cool to see. But Cleveland is not a bad city. Man. Cleveland is not a bad city. But anyway, get back to my point, connecting with people. When I went to that coach's conference, uh, coach's clinic up in Cleveland through USA Basketball, Coach uh, Don Showalter, which is another great, great coach that I, I love the mindset, right? So when I meet and connect with different coaches, I'm connecting with them because they, they, I, I like their mindset. I'm trying to adopt something in their mindset to help me be a better coach, right? I'm always, I'm always trying to figure out, well, what is it that, that separates what that person is doing who I really enjoy watching versus what I'm doing on the court that <laughs> quite frankly sometimes I don't enjoy watching because I feel like I'm doing such a horrible job at it I remember last year when I first started uh coaching uh first time coaching AAU it was actually my last time coaching AAU <laughs> um because I've always just coached in recreation league and um and I'll get back to AAU I really like AAU the competitiveness but um Ooh, man, some some uh, some parents' expectations are are through the roof, man. And um, you know, so anyway, connect getting back to connecting with people, man. We, we, as you can see, I got a lot of stuff that I could talk about. Um, but let's stick with connecting with people. So when I was up there in, in uh, Cleveland, uh, you know, I heard Coach Showwasher say, "Hey, you know, email coaches, ask them if you can come to their practice." Most coaches would be happy to hear that. Most coaches will love to show you. And he has been right. Just about every coach I've asked to attend to a practice have said yes. And I haven't heard one say no. They just haven't responded, <laughs> you know, and I enjoy that. I've, I call coaches all the time. I talked to a coach last night. Talked to a coach last night. Great coach. Great coach. I talked to him last night and we were going over practice stuff. And he said, hey, you know, you got to, you know, when you're doing your practices, you know, Keep keep your, your you know your segments short. You know keep the kids' uh, attention span. You know keep your segments short. Do this, do that. And I was like, man, this is great. This is the kind of stuff that I love, and that's why I like to connect with other coaches. So connect with people. Okay, I think connecting with people has been a lost art because our ability to connect has now become a social media like, or, um, you know, a social media share or tweet. Um, but that's not always, that's, that is a way to connect, but let's, let's start to get to know people. Let's get after it, man. Let's go find somebody to get to know. Let's say, Hey, I want to get to know one person in this industry that I inspire, that I, that, that inspires me. Okay. One person in the industry that I'm in or the industry that I want to be in that inspires me. Okay. So just just anything, any kind of connection that you can find. And it doesn't even have to be about business. Sometimes you can just connect with people because you know what? You can say, man, that person is a good person. I just want to be connected with them because I want some of that. You know, I want to see how they operate. But, you know, in turn, maybe they can see how you operate. Maybe there's something that you can pick up from them. Um, there's a podcast that I listen to um, a guy uh, by the name of Ken Coleman, and he has a saying and he says, um, somebody needs you to be you. That resonates with me because no matter how I see myself, somebody needs me to be me. Right. 
even if you think about that in, in a different sense, if you're a business owner or an aspiring business owner and you're, say you're 25 years old and you give up on that dream at 28 years old, but say if you had went till you were 30 years old and you accomplished that dream and you built this Mark Zuckerberg type social media, Facebook type flat platform and you were able to employ 20,000 people. Now think back to if you were 25 and then you quit, those 20,000 people needed you to be you, needed you not to give up. Think about that. Somebody needs you to be you. That was from Ken Coleman and that has resonated with, with me. So connect with people. And let's, let's try to make a genuine connection. One of the things that, you know, I follow youth sports. I, f- I follow youth sports and I just kind of see how it's changed and evolved over the years. When I was a kid, our coaches, they looked after us. You know, they, they, you know, they, they actually cared for us. A lot of times I see coaches now and it's just like, hey, pick you, 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 you come on my team. You come to practice when you want to. You play when you want to. And we'll just do that because it's all about one thing and one thing only. Let's talk about winning. And, you know, the most shocking thing about that to me is that parents are on board with that. When I try to implement something a little different to say, hey, I really care about what these kids got going on. A lot of parents were not receptive to that. Now I'm talking to AAU. I'm not talking about the recreation league that I was coaching in because in that league, parents were very appreciative of what I was doing. But it was it was um, it was a very different experience. And of course, not all parents. I had some really great parents that came to me and said, hey, we really appreciate what you're doing. And that kind of thing kept me going when I got those little nuggets of, hey, you're a good coach. You're doing good. You're doing great. Those things kept me going. And not every coach needs that. But in that during that time, I needed that because not only were there things going on in my own life, I was still trying to be a great coach for these kids. And I was talking to my cousin the other day, just about every podcast. You'll probably hear me say that because we talk like every day. (laughs) And I was telling him about my experience when I was 10 years old, 10 or 11 years old. We went down to Georgia to play in this this all star football game. Or something like that. We it was it was a really good game. We had a great team, man. We had a great great team, and um, we were down there playing. And I, you know, I just talk about all the pranks that the coaches did, and you know, some of the stuff I still remember. It is burned in my memory. Some of the stuff that the coaches did, and some of the ways that we kind of played around down there. It is burned in my memory. I remember specifically when we were on our way down there. We were on a bus. It's my first time being away from home, really. We were on a bus. I still remember we were watching Mrs. Doubtfire. I was only about 10 or 11 years old. So that was the kind of thing I wanted to create for kids. I wanted them to have these memories because you know what? For a lot of these kids, man, basketball is not going to be their thing. Basketball is not going to be there for them. But those memories will always be there for them. So when I coach, I always try to connect with these young people. But the point that I'm making here is when you connect with people, it don't always have to be something that they can give to you. I learned that from Coach David Grace. You guys heard him on my podcast not too long ago. And I heard him recently say this in an interview. And he's like, you know, when when you when you networking and making connections with people, that person doesn't always have to be able to do something for you. 
genuine connection. That person does not always have to do something for you, for you to connect. Sometimes it's enough that you may be able to motivate them to give motivation to connect. We got to get after it. It's not always about what somebody can do for you. Connect with people genuinely. Sometimes when you connect with people, you'll find one thing in common. Then after you find that in common, then you will start to find other things in common. Because the truth is, a lot of us have a lot of things in common. So let me give you an example. Person A wants to start a fitness gym and be a successful gym owner. And person A is wanting to start this very, very soon. Person B wants to be a filmmaker, wants to start his own film studio. Two completely different things, but the one thing that they have in common is they both are entrepreneurs. They both have that entrepreneur mentality. And in that entrepreneur mentality, they will find very similar things. Sometimes it only takes that. So go and connect with people, man. Go connect with people. Find authentic connections. Last thing I want to say is uh, point five is uh, challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Every day, even the most alpha personality type person will face some type of doubt. Some type of doubt. It may not be in what they participate in. It may not be in basketball. Let's take a, you know, any NBA player. I don't want to name any names in that case. Take any NBA player. They may be 100% alpha confident in their ability to play that game of basketball. But they may not be as encouraged when it comes to how they are as a as a parent. They may not be as confident um, how they are contributing to society. They may not be as confident in how they are handling their money or how they have handled their money. And that's okay. And that's okay. But what I would say in these kind of situations is challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to defeat those doubts. How do you do that? You take these things and you do the best you can to conquer those things, to conquer those doubts, to conquer those fears. You have to challenge yourself. When I was in basic training, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, <laughs> crazy, crazy place. Crazy, crazy place. This was before they had Oklahoma City Thunder, by the way, and I, I wish they had Oklahoma City Thunder there because I would have graduated basic training, I think, around the time where the season would have been closing out, and I probably could have made it to a game. But uh, I, I don't. They, they weren't there at the time. But in basic training, you know, many of you that's been in the military, you know, at least in the Army, this is how we used to do it. This is early 2000s. This is what we did. You know, you go, go into the Army, you know, like day two, you know, day one or day two, 
once you get to the reception area, they take you in and they shave you bald. And it's, it's like a it's a it's, it's a show because you get some guys who come in and they got this long hair. Right. So you got you got guys walking around with long hair, you know, in the military. And, you know, that's not that's not within the regulations. But, you know, at that point, we're technically, you know, we're just new recruits. Right. So we get we get there and, you know, comes a day where, you know, the the barber does his first shave. And it's like he's he's really loving the fact that he can take out these guys hair. So he shaved these guys bald. Right. I remember the first day I got shaved bald and I was like, oh, man, this is horrible. (laughs) I was like, this is horrible. But I had a good group of guys. I had a group, good group of guys. None of us are really in touch now, but we all connected during that that week long or two week long reception period. It might have been a week. And they kind of transition you. You know, if you don't have any money, you know, you coming straight off the street. You know, you don't have any money. They give you money. They front you money. You know, uh, they give you a car. They, you know, you get shoes. You get your, um, you know, you get your PT uniforms. You get your your military uniform. You know, you're at the time they call them BDUs, uh, battle dress uniform. You know, you get all that stuff. Um, but you know, we we connected. So one of the things that you have to do. So when you from reception, in order to go to your basic training, you have to run a mile in a certain amount of time. At least that's how they did it for us. I'm pretty sure it was like that in a lot of places. But that's how we did it. It's like you had to run a mile. So I was very doubtful that I could make this. I was a football player. And if you've played football, you'll know that most of us that play football were not really great distant runners. (laughs) At least no guys that I know that play football because our, our sport didn't require it. Our sport did not require that. So, um, you know, that one mile was very intimidating to me, but I had to challenge myself that day. I had to challenge myself when I had to go get that mile. I was so surprised when I got that mile. Now, flip that around. So when you actually get into basic training two days or three days later or whatever it was, you had to go out and take an actual PT test. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, the PT test is it was a three part thing. I think the Army has done a lot to change it. I don't know if that's gotten approved. It seems like they've kicked it back a few times, but what you had to do um, in the army is you get two minutes to do as many pushups as you can, two minutes to do as many sit-ups as you can, and you have to do a two-mile run within a certain period of time. Now, I want to give a shout-out to the Air Force, okay? Giving a shout-out to the Air Force because the Air Force, I remember when I actually got into the army, like I was done with basic training all that stuff, and I remember training with the Air Force, and the Air Force would allow their 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 airmen to wear earbuds or ear headphones to do their PT test. Now, I was never a music guy, but I thought to myself, if I was a music guy, I would be so mad at the Army right now because they won't allow me to have earbuds. Maybe they've changed that now. Maybe they've changed that. I don't I don't know, but that was so annoying to a lot of people. They could not understand when we'd be out there on on the, uh, they called it parade field. We'd be out there taking that PT test <laughs> and you see the Air Force out there, they're stretching and they got their headphones in. And it's like, man, these guys, man. So. Um, so anyway, getting back to, to my story. So I get to basic training and I uh, it's time for me to take my PT test. So I know I pushed myself really hard on that on that on that reception PT test because I only had to run one mile. I only had to run one mile. So I, I pushed myself really hard. So I get to basic and everything, you know, going out to take the test and uh, talking to this guy. I remember his face, man. I remember his face. He's like, you know, you just got to pace yourself. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, 
I'm athletic. You know, I ain't got to pace myself. I can just go out here, run this three miles, knock it out. Man, that first, as soon as that clock went off, man, there was these fast runners. I was trying to keep up with them. I was like, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Man, I hit that half mile, three quarter mile mark, and I just was done. <laughs> I hadn't even made my first mile yet. I was done. Okay. I was done. And um, I ended up, I'm not even going to tell you my time because it's still embarrassing, even though I know I was a beginner. I could probably still do a better time now than I did that day. <laughs> but um, the point the point in saying all that is I had to challenge myself during basic training to get better so that I could graduate basic training. So I had to challenge myself. So my natural instinct. So another thing that we did in basic training was we we had to uh, you ran in groups. So if you were a group, you were fastest B group. You were medium fast C group. You were kind of like eh. D group. You were like, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying not to get fined, <laughs> you know, I'm just here so I don't get fined type of thing. And um, I remember, I think I was trying to run in a D group or the C group, whichever one. And I had to challenge myself because I wanted to get better, but I could not challenge myself by staying where I was. I could not successfully challenge myself by staying where I was. I had to move up and it probably was D that I started out at. I probably started at D. Or actually, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. Drill sergeants went letting the males do D. I wonder how that would go over today. They told the males, you are not allowed to do the D group. So the D group will only allow for females. Now, females could do any group they wanted. But males could not do the D group. I think that's how it was. So anyway, I ended up having to challenge myself moving up. I challenged myself. I don't think I stayed there very long. <laughs> But I challenged myself and, you know, I passed basic training and I got to AIT and I, you know, I, I became really good at doing my uh, PT test and my um, push ups and sit ups. And uh, let's just say I took about five or six minutes off of that running basic training to when I got to my first duty station in Korea. Um, so it was uh, and that's, you know, five or six minutes off my total run. So probably about two minutes off of each mile. Um, so, you know, I had to challenge myself. So what's my point? Go challenge yourself. Okay. Find something that you can do to challenge yourself and, you know, just work hard at it. So I just want to say thank you guys again for listening to the Candidly Speaking podcast. Just remember, please go out and, uh, listen to episode 10 with Alex talking about the the psychological effects of this pandemic this is get after it friday the candidly speaking podcast i hope you guys enjoyed yourself happy friday peace